I'm Josh. I'm Dave. I'm Jay Bone. Wow. And this is Does It Suck, it suck now? now? Back to the 90s. Barely. This is a barely 90s. Back I, had to this movie, I had this movie on Almost VHS. not 90s. How's that? Is that better? Well, this was this, this was uh, this was Mike's movie, so shouldn't he do the the You're grand? Right. Yeah, I'm gonna Walking. I'm gonna do the intro to this. So this for this episode, we watched the 1999 masterpiece. Giving <laughs> this myself is away. our summer series. Yeah, so, go ahead, Dave. Where we Wait, offer like up a choice of one of our favorite movies to the altar of Does, mm. it, Does it Suck Now? And then we rip it to shreds and watch our brothers in arms cry. Right. Yeah. We can review last year's afterwards. Go ahead, Mike. Take away. So the movie that I picked was the movie Dick, Mm. which is a comic reimagining of the Watergate scandal. And I actually (laughs) did watch All the President's Men before I watched this as a reference. And uh, basically, this spoofs All the President's Men pretty well. And I think Will Farrell and Bruce McCullough do a pretty good job as Woodward and Bernstein. I was going to ask, do they, is that their <laughs> dynamic? Like, we were like, what's yes. their deal? <laughs> so I did, because I, uh, I was looking at some of the history of this. But yeah, that was their dynamic. Like, uh, Bernstein is like kind of a young, handsome philander who's trying to climb the ladder. Bernstein's like very serious, like journalist. Woodward. 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 I'm sorry, Woodward uh, Bob year. Woodward. Yeah. He's a very uh, serious journalist, and he's, like, trying to maintain an air of professionalism. Right. Um, But it is uh, very hilarious. And I think Bruce McCullough might do a better job than Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he flicked his hair, it it still kills me. That shit's been killing me for, like, 20 years. Uh, Every hair hair flick. And how he would just, like, show up when he was, like, on the phone. And it's kind of like that. (laughs) On the bike. Yeah, in all the presidents and men, there's like scenes where Dustin Hoffman shows up, like, "Hey, who are you talking to? What's going on? You gotta leave." <laughs> and it was making me laugh in all the presidents' men. They're like a reverse Hall and Oates. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I think the whole movie. I think they could have taken more from uh, all the presidents' men and just made the entire movie. Because if I recall, I didn't rewatch um, all the presidents' men. But I recall it was just about Woodward and Bernstein. So yeah. I'm like, take out or have the front part of the movie to set it up. But then I remember, I remember seeing this in 99 and wanting, because I was such a Will Ferrell fan at the time, wanting more of them in the movie and Bruce McCullough from Kids in the Hall. You know, I wanted, so in my mind, still even watching it now, I'm like, you could have just made the whole movie with those two and I would have been happy. But I mean, I think you could have made that movie, but uh, on this rewatch, I really think like Kirsten Dunst and Michelle Williams are the fucking crowning achievement of this movie. They are so (laughs) funny together. They are so like locked in and the jokes just land so perfectly. They were um, they were like the Rolling Stones rhythm section. They're just like rolling off each other. But like like 
Mick Jagger. It's yes, like a, it's like a. She said it's like a couch made of skin. She's like, I skin. love his lips. It's like a couch <laughs> made of skin. People think his lips are gross, but I think yeah. Yeah, but I don't. To that point, I don't think you had to change. They would have been in the whole movie anyway. They just would have been a part of all the president's men the way that movie was actually done. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think the funny part about it is like at the time when this movie came out, nobody knew who Deep Throat was, and it was becoming sort of a like a joke at that point, where it's just like, how old are these guys going to get before they finally just like tell us who the who the hell Deep Throat is? Yeah, and I think this movie does a really good job of being like, what if it was these, you know, what if it was Arlene and uh, (laughs) um, Betsy, right? Betsy, yeah. (laughs) But it didn't start out that way. They wrote the movie. They wrote something. It was this writing team, and I just decided. So, if you're gonna type in into the internet fun facts about <laughs> dick what make sure so, you say fun facts about dick the movie dick, the movie two, two different results oh yeah they, make sure if you're yeah. googling right dick the movie because dick the movie yeah, yeah. Just you're gonna get a whole batch of dick if so, you just look for dick uh you will find it <laughs> you will find it <laughs> yeah, you will. if you dick it it will come but it all uh, hey uh we're starting off strong um but yeah i think uh they started, they wanted to write about like some experiences they had with like communities in the seventies, something. And then it started to like get into Watergate and it developed and they just kind of fell upon these two girls that uh, the writers kept running into. And they just thought it was so funny that these two teenage girls falling into things like during the seventies. And then slowly that became about like Watergate. You know, they weren't real, right? You know that they were imaginary characters, right, Dave? (laughs) In you know, in a fictional movie, yes, smart no, guy. No, it, it, I got to ask though. It what was it? You looked up fun facts about Dick. Accurate? What did you find? Is this movie historically <laughs> accurate, Dave? Oh, definitely. It might Our, be. Arlene Especially was, the cookies was yes. not a real person. I just want to, and he and her brother yeah. did not really invent quaaludes. So I want to bring it back to Mike's point about because it's interesting. Dave's saying like it didn't start out as their story, right? But the movie is their story for the most part. And I think... I think uh, you're misinterpreting what I'm saying. I'm saying the writers were inspired by two teenage girls they actually knew in real life who were real people. Oh. They... Okay. Not them (laughs) in the movie. What did you read on the internet? That's what I was reading. I was Googling Dick. Weren't the writers, you know, five... In 1972? (laughs) You're missing the point. They met two girls in real life that did not happen in this story that they were like, these two girls are funny. What if within the story we're writing somehow these teenage girls, these started with fictional. It's like me meeting someone on the street and I'm like, that's a funny personality. Then I put that personality what if into they a were script in that doesn't actually exist at a real fucking character. And they saw Watergate happen? Yeah, in your <laughs> mind, they probably did. But let me let oh. me bring it back. Let me take it even a step further here. I want to talk about so, the movie. Yeah, so so <laughs> they, this is a, a genre of film that I really like that I don't think is that we see a lot, which is um, historical events through the eyes of like an average person who kind of like happens upon it or causes it it's kind of like if Forrest Gump was good 
You know what I mean? Did, like, did we lose Dave while yeah, I was frozen? Back. He's coming back. Hear Dave, Dave, Mike just said, I'm curious about this. What do you, real quick, everybody think about this. Is Forrest Gump a good movie? Mike just said it's not a good movie. Dave, is Forrest Gump a good movie? Yeah. I think it is too. Solo, do you think Forrest Gump's a good movie? Yeah, yeah. It's not a right. bad movie. I just movie. want to pocket that one. That one might be a really interesting one. Maybe it's I not good and we all misremember. I don't love it. I Yeah, maybe we should see that again. I, I mean, don't like, love it. I find it like really a little bit like sociopathic. Well, <laughs> did it deserve to win Best Picture? No. I don't think so. No, it didn't. But was it a, was it a bad movie? No, either. Well, so. I'm of the school of like... Um, this is one like Forrest Gump is a one of those like beloved movies. Like I think it's like Shawshank Redemption. Like it's not as good as it is beloved. You know what I mean? Well, it also did not age well. And speaking of not aging yeah. well, it's you know, kind of a little bit how the whole Watergate thing in this movie ha- happened. Yeah, isn't it <laughs> funny that the scandal seems like nothing now compared to like what yes, is actually I had a, happening I had a in politics? Big issue with that oh, during this whole movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was a, during a period of time all the way up until 2016 and the four years after that, where there was some reverence, whether you liked the president or not, for the presidency. And after what we've all been through, and we don't have to rehash it. Now you're like, ah, oh, okay. I mean, bad, but yeah. Yeah. Right. It seems yeah. uh, <laughs> It almost makes, like, I think, like, it almost makes Nixon in a lot of ways when you, uh, I was reading a lot about him because of this movie. Um, it kind of makes him seem, like, not terrible <laughs> in a lot of ways. Because, like, here's a guy, he, like, saw the jig was up and he, like, resigned because he had shame. And then... Like you have a a president who literally tries to overthrow the government to stay in power. And it's like you, the juxtaposition of this were like what what people were outraged about in 1974 as compared to now is like, it was a little jarring. I think you're right, Josh. Uh, I I don't know. I, I did, I did a real deep, deep dive into the chronology of the Watergate scandal after watching this movie just to kind of get a sense of the history and the timeline of to get all five inches in hold on nixon was <laughs> so fucked i mean like he was <laughs> so fucked by the time he left office like the tapes and what was on the actual tapes that were played on prime time <laughs> like, yes, the 18 minutes where uh what was it Arlene uh, Arlene singing, singing a <laughs> come out. But like and this was also two whole years of him oh, slowly getting fucked on national television before he finally resigned. So it's not like he just overnight decided for the good of the country that he was gonna like step down and be a better man. Like well, I don't want to make it sound like that, but he did. But he was also you know saving I mean? like, his own ass, let's be honest. Because he didn't want to oh, be yeah. the first president impeached and removed since when we've had impeached presidents what's the other one that was actually was anyone actually removed andrew andrew johnson andrew johnson but he He wasn't wasn't removed removed. yeah yeah but they said they have the votes to remove you and that's but that's the thing like it it was two years in the making before they convinced him to go basically but all right i'm gonna before we like trash nixon i'm gonna just say a few things (laughs) that you're gonna be like wait a second maybe i need to rethink him Nixon almost Wait, passed. I didn't trash Nixon. Well, I'm just going to say, like, 
uh, these things for the audience too, because it's like I think he is. I don't want to say he was good, but I don't know if he, he is he what we make good. him out to. So he created the EPA, which is one of the reasons we have mm-hmm. like uh, environmental protections oh, in this until in the air 2016 in in New York City is is you know clean now. He uh, almost passed a universal basic income. Actually, mm-hmm. um, he yeah. expanded. Uh, all of the a lot of the great society programs and alleviated poverty mm-hmm. um so it's like yeah he was sure and he, he also like wielded roger stone bastard, as a but... union busting racist yes. like like ass kicking like assault yes. squad but roger like stone you, learn about him he also you put that next to the fact and... that he bombed cambodia and basically caused a genocide of three million people there yeah, he also started dialogue with China and probably prevented another, you know, like a cold war with China yeah. in the seventies and Russia. And the the arms deal and that the, is in the movie when they're eating the Hello Dollies, which is an incredible scene. It is so good. <laughs> they're all high on <laughs> hot cookies. So <laughs> two of my my two favorite performances in the movie. One is Kirsten Dunst because uh, the way she like starts the movie, very her whole character is very like meek and mousy and kind of squinched in on itself the whole time. And then she starts like growing, you know, as like a confident person interacting with things as the movie goes on. And it's hilarious. It's a great performance. Also, our boy Sal Rubinek as Henry Kissinger. Absolutely incredible. The scene when he can't he can't let it go when they're criticizing the war and he just like they're like dragging out of the room. He's like, no, one more thing. The Russians, blah, 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 blah. And he just like can't let it go. And then he comes in a scene later. And he still has it on his mind when he sees the girls and he pulls them <laughs> aside and he starts talking geopolitics with them again. It's great. It's really funny. Well, I, I, I like how they ended the war. Like they, yeah. <laughs> they talked to Nixon and made him end the war. They were actually having trouble getting this movie made. The guy, I can't remember who it was, but once again, when I was reading, that the guy actually pitched this dozens of times all around and they kept saying, but who in the 90s is going to want to go and watch a comedy about Watergate that happened so long ago. Why is anybody going to be interested in this? Well, because we'll throw some kids in the hall and SNL alums in it. Yeah. And it was and- Andrew Fleming, the director. Yeah. He also directed The Craft and uh, Gross Point Blank. He directed The Craft? Yeah, he directed I The Craft. Oh, yeah, he's great. He also that? did. He also not. Did he also potentially direct the Skeet Ulrich Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? What was that one? What, what, what I don't know. Was it was something about Sub Zero uh, or something. They had an ice cream truck. They had a race with like a uh, Cold Snap, That's Cold a, Fusion. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. While while we're talking Cold about deep favorite performances yeah. in the movie, I I loved Chill Chill Factor. <laughs> chill Factor. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. it up right now. Um, Jim Brewer, I thought, was an undercover hero in this movie. Just in like a pretty deliver- straight role for him. Yeah. No, but it was that the, the whole like delivery of his most important scene where they're like where they get kicked out of the White House and they turn around and yell at him. You know, like <laughs> if you're gonna help him, you're just as bad as he is. And then he pulls like the shame face. He's so shame. Oh, the like, cry that he does. The is cry, like the realization incredible. that John Dean must have had in the White House. It, so it, in uh, his, when John Dean resigned, he said that. He's like, I'm no, if I stayed, I'm no better uh, than they are. Yeah, well, they they had that that clip. They had that historical clip from the yeah. Watergate hearings. 
that they played later. I just thought that was hilarious. That was they like play with this so like every little detail of the movie is just so well done and well placed in how well, it like comes to be. Mike, can I say something to I don't know, maybe yeah, start off the critical conversation? Sure. I didn't think this movie was that funny. Huh. Like I, I thought it was interesting wrapped in the current historical context that we were all just talking about and and the you know the historical historical context obviously of watergate but i I never like really was i don't know i never thought it was funny can i i mean i all right i will say that i disagree and i want to can i just read you a quote like a little back and forth between arlene and betsy to just show you that this (laughs) um that this uh, movie, the script is really great. And um, I think this is a movie that does like repeated viewings do you good, like you notice things. Yes. But here's the back and forth. Uh, Alarine says, my life is so tragic. And then Betsy says, or it could be worse. What if years from now you get married and find out that your fiance's dad is your dad too. And then you two are (laughs) brother and sister. Alarine, oh my God. Betsy, <laughs> mm, it's called incest, Arlene, and it's against the law. <laughs> no, there's lines. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's it's a comedy. Amazing. There's some lines that are funny, but I, I think this movie had maybe the unfortunate timing. Like when, when I see Will Ferrell, Ferrell, when I see Will Ferrell, I want, um, I don't I want Talladega like- Nights, man. I want like, like laugh a minute you know, like height of comedy, like in the early Audi Naughties. Of, I don't like think Judd this is Apatow. Will Ferrell. I don't think this is Will Ferrell fully formed yet. I don't think this is well, full, this full was, strength. Will this Ferrell. Scott, it's a little sticky. Yeah, he, it's a little sticky. He was hired for it in 97, probably maybe not. They shot it in 98, came out in 99. So it's before he really became his thing, which is one of the reasons I remember being disappointed. I didn't see more of him in the movie, but yeah, he was pretty beginning and actually, here's, here's a good thing from Andrew Fleming, him talking about this movie. He said, the fact that Dick, that this is from the article from the Huffington Post, the fact that Dick even exists is in and of itself an accomplishment from its title to its off-kilter demographics. How many teenage moviegoers of the 90s had a modicum of investment in Watergate? Everything challenged... Besides me. What? Besides... Besides well, me, all of us. Yeah, yeah. Me too. everything me too. challenged Hollywood's norms. And with a legitimate reason, uh, director Andrew Fleming, who co-wrote the script with longtime friend Cheryl Longin, told HuffPost Entertainment that he pitched the movie at least a dozen times. He had almost given up on it, on an ever coming to fruition when Phoenix Peak Pictures chairman Mike Meldalvo, who also bought Fleming's 1994 movie Threesome, decided to give it a shot. I agree with that. I agree with all that. Like this isn't a movie for everybody, but like the movie that the, the person that this movie is for is loves it. And that I'm that person. Like I'm, I'm that person who like loves all those comedians. I'm that person who has like read and studied and like written papers about Watergate. It's just like, it, you know, that's why like we all went comedy it. for like history buffs. You know what I think misses yeah, their performance? There's a performance I think that does not land in this movie. And it's uh, mm. David Foley and his ridiculously awful haircut. Okay. But I just think like he gets a lot of screen time and never really finds anything that's 
really like funny in the character. He's oh, well, just what he's trying to see I well, J-Bone, hold on. Interesting and, and tragic fact about that is that halfway through apparently the filming of this uh, is when Phil Hartman got killed. Oh, wow. And apparently yeah. Dave Foley wow. was very good friends with him. So he had trouble bringing it at that point in the movie. Wow. It makes sense. But I don't think it takes all. away from the movie, but I think no, you're right in that you expect more. Like it could have been something better. Yeah, I get enough Will Ferrell, and I think their their dynamic get you. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and yeah. I think you'd be running into overstaying its welcome if they if they did any more than like the five scenes that they have. Yeah. I want time with the girls and with Nixon. <laughs> yeah, and, I think Dan Hedaya and Terry like, Gar. Dan Hedaya so is. Hands down, the like he does such an amazing. The, can we talk about him for a minute? Like the, thing, the dream I'm, scene that uh, Arlene has on the beach when he like rides the horse up <laughs> to her is just mwah. It is so funny, and he plays it so well. Yeah. And, and what I really like about it is like somehow like you do see the world through the the two girls' eyes, and it it maintains its innocence like in spite of like them being surrounded by all these like just straight up creeps. <laughs> <laughs> well, like one of the lines that I remembered, Mike was the one where I forget which one, one of the girls is like, we have a term paper due on turquoise jewelry and teenage <laughs> life is hard. And the president's having us followed and it's all very stressful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's when you got to the Bruce McCullough and Will Ferrell part and their physical comedy, I think could have been, even more exaggerated, but I felt like that's when the sight gags got a lot better when they were trying to do yeah. that. But I will yeah. say this, it's interesting because Emily, my wife came in um, halfway through the movie and we were starting to watch it. And some of the stuff I started to laugh at, she didn't because I think it goes back to, you have to know that there's 18 minutes missing on the tape. You have to know, right? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. You have to know Watergate, and which is why it was actually a good suggestion that Mike said about watching, you know, all the president's mm -hmm. men to get the context. And I know I had seen it in high school. I I don't know if we had seen it at home or not, but but I also real quick I want to get back to the two fictitious girls that was I was so lambasted for. <laughs> It was originally supposed. It wasn't originally supposed to be about Watergate. The film's genesis stemmed from Fleming and Longin lamenting about the 1970s pathetic collective experiences. From Watergate and the energy crisis to the decade's fashion and ridiculous music, the duo brainstormed a film originally called Beast of Burden about a single mother raising a bushel. I fucking love that song. Love that fucking song. A it's one of my favorite songs mother ever. raising a bushel of kids amid 1970 Along the way, they kept returning to one of the daughters and her equally airy best friend. We just love these two teenage girls who were always stumbling off somewhere and getting in trouble, Fleming said. We just kept reinventing the story in the 70s, and one day we asked, what if, there, if they were Deep Throat? And then we just looked at each other and said, that's it, that's it. From there, Beast of Burden became Dick. And the two girls <laughs> became Gunston Williams. Naturally. And the family dynamic shifted in the story's periphery. So, fine. I was still handed Solo. I, re I read it wrong. They didn't actually exist. They were from a story they had already written. So, so yeah. good transition Which to the girls. also sounds like a good movie. Yeah. I just want to reiterate how good they both are in this fucking they movie. They are. Um, they're, the, they're playing off each other. The... the 
the growth of the characters through the story, uh, it, the comedy that they find all over it. They're so fucking good. They're just amazing. I was in awe of them. They were so funny. Yeah. Because a lot I, of the I lines in the it. script could have fell, fallen very flat, I think. Yeah. They found a lot of life in those characters. They the the typewriting gag in the beginning, that beautiful like shot through the room. It's a one long take shot. And like when <laughs> she's talking really fast and you hear the typewriter just going like, ching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what do you what do you have? And she keeps getting excited when she She landed that joke really well where it was like, and la la la, I love you, la 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 la. How much do we have? And then Kirsten Dunn says, Dear Dear Bob Bob E. E. <laughs> e. Because we know that joke is coming, but the pause and the E actually made it funny. So so yeah. those, the Ryan those Reynolds scene actresses. is really great too. With well, the, uh, were, and Ryan Reynolds. They were delivering <laughs> in a time period piece where they had like to Mike's point, they didn't know what they were, you know, satiring. Um, and apparently during the filming, they had questions about the way Dan Hedaya was playing Nixon. They were like, is he like overacting? What is he doing with this character? Like, why is he making this so stylized? Why is he going over the top and and the director had to pull them aside and was like no no nixon was really like this this is nixon <laughs> like he's he's nailing nixon <laughs> this is not an impression this is not a character you know interpretation this is actually nixon you like, know oh, you know okay. what's really funny uh when i was reading uh about nixon um is that he the dog that he oh. had was checkers. not actually named checkers so, like, a checker, the Checkers story is, like, a scandal, I guess, that he uncovered about a dog in the 50s, and it was what made him famous. So, um, what... Wait, so wait, then he had famous. a dog named Checkers. Nixon. I, I'm, I'm sure the details of the, of the scandal, but there was something... So, around. Checkers wasn't really named Checkers? But he called him Checkers oh, anyway? But No, but the real Checkers would have been long dead by the time Nixon was president. Oh, so, cover-ups on so cover-ups. he had two different dogs. I think the Poodle, which is the one that they walk, is named, actual name was Pasha. But he, he is such oh, a dick Poodle? that he never, he never bothered to learn his dog's name, and he just called it Checkers. And apparently that really bothered uh, that not Amy a Nixon. <laughs> What's it, Amy? Whatever his dog is. Trisha, oh. his wife. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's such a dick. You know, he never learned the dog's name. But so that's a true fact about him in the movie is that he, when they're like, you hate dogs, we don't think you like checkers. <laughs> checkers made a poop. So that, yeah, that's like a real. Checkers doesn't poop. He does his business. <laughs> I like that. It was that Anna guest star. She had that one where yeah. the, she was like, they're like, we're here to see Dick. And she's like, he's busy being the president of the United of the Free World. <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh, come in. He's, she's like, the president yeah. will see you now. Yeah. I also <laughs> like the little the espionage when they're like, oh, I'll do my whistle. You flirt with a security officer. That was great. <laughs> and then they, I like the multiple times they got out of situations by just like screaming and scaring screaming. the shit out of everybody. And it works, but that would be terrifying if all of a sudden you're in like tense situations. Somebody just screams at you. Like two first year old girls are screaming yeah, at the top screaming. of their lungs. Like, wow. And then they're gone. You're like, what the hell? Agent. I don't know if it's because I've seen this movie before or if comedy has gone in such a ridiculous fashion or not, but it I don't know if I felt like I was into the story as much as I was the first time that I watched. I could see that. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying yeah. anything bad. I'm just wondering if it's like 
comedy style of what we imbibe now has just changed. And obviously, I mean, it's what, almost it's 20 well, years. I think, three years I think it's, it's not as much a testament as how much comedy has changed. I think it's more uh, an example of how strange and outside the box this movie was. Uh, kind of like what you were talking about earlier in the Andrew Fleming interview. So it's like he's making this movie that's for like a really specific audience and the comedy is really not for everyone. So what you get is that it still is that way. <laughs> and when you yeah. watch it, whatever. So it's, we're, gonna, we're about to take a break. I'm going to play a funny scene or a 70s yeah. jam. And then uh, Dave, you had me thinking about something I wrote down about like the style of comedy. And I want to come back to yeah. that. And then we'll do the haiku and the titles. And all Dude. of the awesome things. After a word from our, uh, no, our non-sponsor. <laughs> yeah, from we're gonna play an awesome clip. Go away, bright. And and you actually have this document in your possession? Yeah, it's sitting right here. But the only problem is that we drew all over it, and I dropped a piece of my grilled cheese sandwich on it, so it's kind of rank. Angie, stop it. Mm. Are you insane? Or are your pants too tight? Who are you talking to? A source with proof that the committee to re-elect the president paid off the water. Paid off the Watergate burglars. And the White House knows about it. <laughs> you can't have that conversation on the phone. It's too dangerous. Arrange a meeting. Ow, that really hurt me. That really hurt me. Could I meet you somewhere? Um. I guess you've been too familiar with you, young man. From now on, we're watching you like a hawk. Not around here. Uh, right, you're being watched, I understand. Um, there, there is an underground parking garage on A Street and York Avenue. Across from Garfinkel's. We can go shopping after we meet them, okay? Yes. I can meet you there tomorrow at 9 p.m. Okay. How will I know who you are? That's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> what are you staring at? There's some yelling. Are you in trouble? Just give me a name so that when you call next time, I'll know it's you. Deep throat! Ah! Deep throat! Carl Bernstein, Washington Post. Tell me your story, please. Up yours, man. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was hilarious clip. <laughs> so, okay, so I felt like this movie, I want to see if anybody else had a similar feeling, felt a lot like a prototype for where comedy went in the 2000s and then 2010s, like in the... Um, the Will Ferrell comedies and the Apatow stuff and, uh, you know, the like the jokes coming from all angles and trying to bring some like character work into it, too, and tell these like elaborate stories. I just thought it felt very, uh, very ahead of its time, honestly, of where comedy was going in movies for the next 20 years. Can I oh. partially agree with you? And Sure. And, you yeah, it want. was definitely a precursor to the comedies that like I was trying to allude in my comment to Mike earlier about like, I, I expected more, but um, I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't say it was ahead of its time. I'd say it was right exactly where it needed to be in time in order to lay the foundation for like these future directors and actors to be like, all right, we're going to take these comedic talents and just let them just fly, just let them loose. Not worry so much about a quasi historically accurate retelling of something that may or may not appeal to a wider audience and just be insane. And <laughs> you pitch uh, it like that. Yeah. I mean, like, cause when, you know, Will Farrell's funny as uh, Bob Woodward, but like when you let him be his own, like insane characters is where he, you know, you get to see the comedic genius. I think too, though, this is like the, maybe we're getting into the fruition of all of them growing up seeing Python because it has that, like, it, it gets close to the non sequitur sort of stuff. But I think that's what, ends up inspiring in some ways a lot of the 2000s because like what you know in the early 90s you have like kids in the hall of course and then you have you know the ben stiller show and then as you're getting in the later 90s the state and then you're getting you know um upright citizens brigade so it's definitely all moving in that in that way i i think the grandfathers of it are, are definitely python in my opinion but mm-hmm. i would agree with you that this movie definitely demonstrates some of that and Michael has left. For yeah, anybody well, listening or watching, he has left. You don't, you, they don't need to know. You don't have to. You can, I, I, I I know. There was a whole monologue about me leaving one of the podcast episodes. So, Well, it was more Mike the way hurt. that you left than, than you like, you know. I'm back. Right. Oh, look at that. All of a sudden. Right. This, no. this a whole time right. I've been thinking Mike was once, waving. And then Mike I had, had a cast phone call that was important. Dave, nobody cares. Nobody cares, Dave. I thought Mike. I thought Mike has been waving a cast iron pot this whole time. Yeah, I honestly was too. just rolling with it and had no clue what was happening. And now I realized I mean, it's a it's a, it's a care. I thought he was waving it around. Hold on. I, I actually Thank I you. actually surprisingly <laughs> thought Dave made a very good point that I wanted to build <laughs> off of. Um, the people I, care. I do. I, no, no, it was it was the timing. <laughs> they of tell the, me all the time. <laughs> the, the timing of the comedic development, like I thought it was, it was interesting to watch it now and be like, oh, so this is like the twilight of Kids in the Hall, but the dawn of yes. like Will Farrell and, you know, Jim Brewer and all these other like next gen comedians coming up and they put them in the same movie mm-hmm. yeah. and let them kind of interact. And I thought that was, that was cool from like a historically comedic perspective. A lot of Canadians, a lot of Canucks in this movie. Yeah. Canucks all over the place. The White yeah, House it's a, is it's a snapshot in time. It's, yeah, it's Canadians cool. are funny. Canadians like, are like, like, a, like a picture of time frozen forever. Like Bruce McCullough is just so funny. Yeah, he really he is. He like does so much with so little. I mean, what do you have? Like maybe 10 lines in this whole movie? And it's like well, every, everyone. The la- and the loudest bicycle of all time. <laughs> that part I, is so funny. I was annoyed and angered uh, about how perfect Ryan Reynolds was in this movie too. He was really <laughs> funny. So good he, in it. he stole. He stole that part of the movie by far. He does a what's it? The I dance an arm steer chip. chip. The beer bong. Yeah, he's yeah. like what's what's that called? The beer funnel. God, I'm the beer so bong. Far from beer, bong. beer bong. You want a beer bong? Yeah, he like shotguns whatever beer bongs of beer in the middle yeah. of that. Pretty sure well, because, we did. A couple because of he goes, you want one? <laughs> it's so funny. I just saw his yeah, that's when she's movie. like, oh, um, I'm already like tripping very hard. Yeah. I like when she goes through all of the lies for why she's there and she's just being more obvious and more obvious that she's just interested in whose house it is. And he's not picking up on it at all. And he's like, wait, you thought I was somebody else? And she's like, 
no, actually, I just came out because I thought you were hot. He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> His expression when they're coming um, up the stairs to make out actually is comedic genius. In my oh, my God, the handhold. It's very it's subtle, really, but very it's funny. really, really good. And it annoys it because I, I hate him. I hate him so yeah. much. <laughs> he was great, though. Remember, in I think the first sitcom I ever saw him in was Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Shop. And I just automatically thought he was really funny in that. So you fucking would. I did not like him really? for a long time. He won oh, me over. Ryan Reynolds won me over. We on most things, but uh, not today. No, not Ryan Reynolds, no, also not Ryan Canadian, Reynolds. by the way. Also oh, Canadian. Wow. Yeah. That's why you hate him so well. No, oh, I love him. Cover something. Dave. No, no. <laughs> Dave, hit, just, us, hit us with some titles. No, wait, wait, uh, hold, wait on. hold on, like, wait, wait, oh. I want to play, oh, I want to oh. alley-oop up to Dave for yeah. the titles with oh. the haiku. Haku, haku first. You ready spread, for this? You ready spread for the court. ISO. <clears throat> Nothing is immune from history's lens of change, <laughs> except the dick jokes. Bum, bum, bum. And, and there you go. Run with it. Oh, deep oh, <laughs> Boom. Get down on it. Coming to America. Oh. With Dave. <laughs> That's right. All right. So I have about three titles. And then for the rest of them, I need audience participation. Okay. okay. So uh, I'll say the I mean, first, first three, and then I'll tell you what you have to say. Okay. okay, so, okay. Where are the audience? Alternative titles. Yes. Okay. So alternative titles. First three, don't participate. Um, <laughs> uh, or is the first two? All right. Uh, Hi, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm how, many, how many dicks does it take to make a movie? Um, live with Larry Dick. Uh <laughs> So many dicks, so little time. Okay, audience participation. When I pause, you say dick. Dick, All right. got it. Dick. Creeping. Dick. Dick. Alderman's. Dick. Liddy's. Dick. dick. Dean's. Dick. Nixon is a. Dick. dick. Are we going to be your chief in. Dick. Dick. Come on, people. Dick. <laughs> Constitutional. Dick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on this one. Uh, kiss in her jur. All right, cold lunch. Name of my sex tape. <laughs> All right, ready? Cold Draft lunch. more. Dick. Dick. Oh, God, you guys suck. What uh, is hard to time it over Dick? Dick. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Cookies that make you want. Dick. Dick. <laughs> gall. That. Dick. Dick. I'm, not, I'm not participating anymore. Like Communism it. means dick. dick. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pause. Communism means share that dick. Dick. Oh man, that's um, pretty good. Bob's your dick. 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 Paper mache. Dick. dick. Hey, stop that. Dick. dick. Stranger to the night who finds some penis. <laughs> I'm laughing when he's like, paper mache is a hobby of mine. I find it relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's burn some. Well, you knock off the goddamn snoring pot. <laughs> pot. <laughs> if you don't stop snoring. All right. Mm. There we go. We know a lot of things about. Dick. Dick. Penis. 
Don't look. I have to. It's Dick. your penis butter is in my it's in my chocolate. Dick. Yes. Dick. Thank Dick. You, finally. Barry's pot is so good for my Dick. eyeballs. Dick. Oh man. Dick. I thought this would be more fun. Eliz- everybody it, it, it might be a little long. It might be Dick. a little long. Maybe yeah. land the plane. I mean, we're trying to land. Dave, the, the, the penis butter Maybe you got to let it land like first. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have yeah. to. Directing us very well. Act. <laughs> this act is going to have to. We're going to have to have a meeting and get together. We're going to run it back. We're going to do it again. This bit on the we're going to do another take. Oh, no. I think for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to make sure I just keep interrupting you. No, Dick. no, wait, hold on. I want to go back to the penis butter joke because I really thought that was like one of the that better was funny. parts. Terry Gar. Terry yeah. Gar from Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. Penis and what's butter. his name from The Love Boat and Married with Children? Oh. oh. I always mix Married him up with children. Things. He's very yes. funny. He has like he that is. bit part and he like. Your they chocolate's both... in my penis butter. <laughs> <laughs> they both chew up the scenery in that. So her like, lipstick little... is all over her face, but he doesn't have any <laughs> lipstick on his face. Yes. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> I never noticed that. That's all I'm saying. That was an intentional choice by them in that scene. Hundred percent. It was. <laughs> Terry Gar is really, really great in this. Oh, she's thinking oh, about penis butter. <laughs> not, she's not in it enough, to be honest. It's hard when True. they have so many heavyweight uh, comedians in one movie, and there's just not enough time to really let them you know honestly i will go with you on this on this is that like i do feel like though this movie is like a perfect length oh man i just said (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) i didn't even get it i didn't even get it wait how long long is it how long is it (laughs) 190 minutes long 190 minutes so damn boy even though this movie is is I think it's just like perfect. It's just like no fat on it. It's oh man, I I'm just going down the rabbit hole. It's a good length. You're, You're saying it's a movie, but, <laughs> but I What's think that like I could, <laughs> I think that we could have more dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like always. This is game what for I really it. wanted out of the second this, half of this it's podcast. It's like once we it? like once we sort of like. Uh, you once know, you brush off the dick and really look at it, broke the seal. Yeah, once we broke the seal on the dick jokes, I think this podcast is like sliding downhill like a bobsled right now. <laughs> it's just uh, as they say in the movie, you can't you can't let dick rule your life. We can't, we can't let dick rule your podcast. Yeah. Oh, as but, um, but I, I I'm with you. That like if they want to do more, uh, I'm game. They want to just like explore the characters, whatever I could see deleted scenes. I like, I really love this movie. And I think like for me, like I'm the audience for this and they captured the lightning in a bottle. That is a movie that I like, which is historical, you know, historical fiction sort of like turned on its head. Do you think it inspired drunk, drunk history? I mean, it has that vibe, but it's like much that's, better. That's a good question. It's like much, it's like, it, it like has a vibe of, uh, uh, drunk history, but I, it's like much better. It's like just more thought out. It's like smarter than drunk history. Do you think that's why drunk history was successful? Um, I think, well, I don't There's know why it's successful. It's just funny. Here, I mean, yeah. it's just funny. Like <laughs> drunk history is just funny and entertaining, but I think the genius of this movie is that they cloak 
the highbrow smartness in like they dress it up as two teenage girls who are hilarious. So like on its like ostensibly on its surface, this movie looks like a screwball comedy, uh, you know, for like teenage girls, but like really it's like <laughs> doing a deep dive into like political history of the seventies, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. I don't know if it was made for teenagers necessarily. I understand the point though, because it's from the, the, uh, the point of view of two teenage girls, but I think that it was, you know, it, it, it's hard because I mean, I did really like this movie when it came out, but I have to say, it's interesting that if you can't find the references is somebody going to love it yeah. that way, you know? I, 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 I didn't get all the references for years when I watched this movie. The first time I saw this movie, I knew almost nothing about Watergate. I just love the movie. And it gets richer, as you know that. But it, it still works as a funny comedy, just yeah. from how I experienced well, it. I mean, I think I mentioned earlier, this was the first time I saw this movie. I hadn't seen it before. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I, um, I wished, I really wished I had seen it before. Because I, I at least didn't go to I, the movies with us, I guess. Because I, I saw this in the movies with somebody here. I didn't. Was it it wasn't me. I saw it on uh, VHS. Yeah, and Dave, time. we normally did movie dates, so I don't know what happened there. Yeah, right? were you quite, cheating on me? Who did you go with, huh? Who did oh, you? I went with. We knew each other. But <laughs> I, I, I remember thinking as I'm watching the movie, I was like, I really wish I saw this before. You know, now at this point in history, I feel like I would have thought it was a lot funnier. I would have. It would have. I would have loved it a lot more in like '99 or 2000 than I did now. Is all I was thinking. Yeah, right. well, that's fair. You will do it. I mean, the last the last movie I picked was also like an acquired taste. Like Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is not. That's not a movie for everyone. No, that that is absolutely on a whole different for scale. Though. In a lot of ways, it's a movie for no one. <laughs> but, like learning learning how no. to like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It's, it's definitely but it's acquired like, taste. <laughs> Mike, that's like, the best movie I've ever seen. That, yeah, but, really, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I that was I'm, I thank you for that two hours of my life. I, yeah, I don't it know was a, a blessing. That movie's like turmeric. Yeah. It makes <laughs> made my joints feel better. It makes Coppola look like Apocalypse of Then. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you, Adam. So yeah. uh, take that. Uh, he needs to be knocked down a peg. You know that what, guy. You know what? Okay. I, I never get to start it. I want to start it, and then okay. we can because it'll change up the the. It's always the same passing, I feel like, we do at the end. So we're going to mix it up. I'll start it. So, But, Mike, you ask me, and we'll okay. end with Mike. So whoever I go to has to go to the other one of who's not Mike. Yeah. Got it. You lost me. J-Bone. That's me. <laughs> so, like, what did you think about this movie? <sighs> Does it suck now? Oh, I, absolutely not. I love this movie going into it. I still love it. Um, I think the performances are, other than David Foley, amazing. Will Ferrell, honestly, who I adore, is a little little too much at points, a little sticky. But other than that, I think everybody nails really amazing, like, lived-in, detailed performances that I love. And it's funny, and the dialogue's funny, and it's clever how they weave it. They they lean a little bit hard on the montages, and they're not, like, the most... Uh, um, they don't, like, chug along like a good montage is supposed to do. They're a little, a little slow. So there's things that are not perfect about it, but I still find it really funny for like 85% of the movie. I'm laughing and the performances are amazing. I, it definitely does not suck now. Dave, does dick suck now? Oh, wait, that reminds me. The, the ending is iconic. The ending, that, that, that shot of the helicopter and them with their outfits on, their flag outfits yes. holding up the, uh, 
you uh what is it you say um, suck comma, comma dick, dick. <laughs> it's so good love yeah. deep throat amazing that comma just an iconic a lot of, scene, a lot of heavy so. lifting in that sign yeah but anyway dave just dick suck now <laughs> mm. sweet aroma, aroma. Um, what, so, you, what did you call it what's that line you do from um the eddie murphy movie the but just <laughs> oh, no that's from <laughs> how to be a player and that was bernie <laughs> mac where bernie mac goes into the house after they're hiding after they've been fucking and then he goes smells like bedussy in here booty. i thought it was the funniest thing still one of my favorite lines of all time <laughs> but bedussy. um <laughs> do i think do i think dick sucks now hmm what i like uh I mean, I'm on the fence. I really am. Like, mm. I mm. still, <laughs> I still like this movie. <sighs> I'm gonna say it doesn't suck. Now, I'll go with it. Maybe I watched it in a rush tonight, so I didn't let it. I didn't let the dick savor in a way that I usually. <laughs> Wait, my, you know, my favorite, my favorite Dave scale is the. Would you like? Would you Revisit grease the road? Bef- no, would you grease the road when showing it to somebody else? Would you tell them context of the movie before showing it to them? And would Caveats. you for this one? Yeah. You would, you would like give them a heads you up. You're like, it's, it's I would perky. say if not, you just let them, you're like, just watch the movie. Don't say it's good or bad. Be like, just watch it. I'm not going to tell you anything. And I think that would go over better. Okay. And the other, if you're like, yo, this movie is so funny, you got to watch it. But really like, Brush up on your uh, Watergate history. <laughs> do a Google. Listen to Slow Burn, the podcast. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, go yeah, and do brush up on your shit first, a, and then you'll think it's really... on this one. I think a good comparison, though, where I think this certain references, for me, were more enjoyable knowing it, is, like, I find, I'm going to go back to Monty Python, that there are tons and tons and tons of references in all of the, like, Holy Grail or life of brian but you can watch it in some ways without knowing that and it's still funny mm-hmm. and this i feel like some sort of context is going to help you enjoy the movie more okay all right toss it to uh, uh solo yeah. does it <laughs> how does much what? Does, how much does this dick suck now how what you're you're making a huge you're, assumption. You're, come well on, you're pretty presumptuous. Sir, right, Brian, how big like is this dick now? You're you're I, making a lot I, of assumptions on this first date that, that you and I are on talking about this. You want to share my but, popcorn? No, I know <laughs> it's at the bottom of your popcorn. You want some popcorn? <laughs> All right, so put some hot butter on it. I, I was thinking of the the you know what, just for sake of making some waves here in this Whoa. podcast, Whoa. Um, I'm going to say that it does suck now, but not by its own fault. Like it is a victim of timing, history, circumstance. And the only thing that I can really criticize the actual movie for is the fact that they had this collection of comedic geniuses in this movie and they were so restrained for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I saw what they could do. Like, you know what Dave Foley can do. And you know, like, you know what Will Ferrell can do. And you know what these mm-hmm. guys can do in other movies. And they just weren't doing it in this movie for whatever reason. Okay. Um, it was, you know, a limp 
delivery. You didn't like the approach. Oh, you didn't like the approach. It wasn't the 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 uh, the delivery wasn't as erect as it should be to its <laughs> acting standard. That's there, an erect there. delivery. But you know, like Three it was more of a hole. it was a soft entry into that's not even their innuendo. That's just lines. innuendo. You're just, that's, just, yeah. that's just Philly. That's just no, that's just sex ed right it's there. Nintendo. But you know what I'm saying? Like they just it wasn't what they what they should have been. They were okay. they were like they were not showers. They were growers. And they didn't grow. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, give, right, the, give right. the ball to your boy. No, but I mean that's all. But I, I want to clarify by saying that's the only actual movie criticism I have. Everything else about why it didn't land for me was by no fault of the movie. It was just because it's 2022 and what we've lived through for the past six years, like Mike said earlier, has really made this in a completely different historical context. And on that note, it still happened, though. Yeah, I mean, it still happened, but I, you look at it differently. Like history is unflinching. It's unforgiving. Like what happens, happens, whether it was in 1974 or 2016, like it happened and it's going to shape the way you look at it. So that is historically note, accurate. It did happen. Yeah, it did happen. Throw, throw that ball. To, throw your Those two girls are not historically accurate. That's Ask no, Mike about your dick. In Mike, the hour. what do you think about dick? And, and that's, that's it, the question. Does it suck and. now? <laughs> the real question well, I, is how much dick can you take? Zero. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just I'm not. Even gonna, I'm talking gonna, about the movie, guys. Get your come on. Oh, this. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, but come on, that was it, it, this movie was made for dick jokes, and <laughs> you got yeah, really like, is. and I'm surprised that you said it sucks when it was like tailor made for dick jokes. Even like a movie called Dick to just to just have the name Dick, so you can look can be awesome and make a million dick jokes about this movie. This is like this movie makes you look good, <laughs> makes your dick look yeah. good. You're like making people laugh just talking about this movie. I mean, I mean, how much better does it get? But I'm I'm obviously biased. I don't think this movie sucks now. Um, for me, it holds up because I think it is like what I was saying, uh, a movie that um, is a genre that you don't really often see, which is like uh, a historical comedy where the characters are not the people actually. Or, or the people actually involved in the history and that you see these side characters and that's sort of where the comedy comes from. There are these two teenage uh, innocent flighty girls who break the entire Watergate story. And I would love to see more movies like this um, where, you know, you take like another Arlene and Betsy and they like, I don't know, <laughs> write the Gettysburg Address for LinkedIn or, what, or whatever it is, or they, you know, or they like help. Do you say it's like a female like, Bill and Ted's? Yeah, you know, it's like Bill yeah. and Ted's, basically. Yeah, I thought like Kirsten yeah. Dunst did a Bill little Keanu, Ted, I think little Keanu kind of like, performance. Well, Bill and Ted is is different in the in the way that they aren't like the catalyst for the historical event, but in a way, they are like a Bill and Ted, like the analogs of their characters, you mm -hmm. know. Which is great, and you love to watch these sort you of. You want to see Forrest fools. Gump with with both of them being Jenny. I think Forrest Gump is a far better movie with Betsy and Arlene. I, I mean, <laughs> probably true, honestly. <laughs> um, and we can talk. I mean, we can do Forrest Gump on this, but uh, that is a movie that, that I feel like has not held up, for, has not stood the test of time. Yeah. Okay. But but I do think this movie is doesn't 
suck. Dick doesn't suck okay. because, um, because of that, like it maintains an innocence. It's like the, the dirty jokes are innuendo <laughs> and you maintain the innocence because the whole movie is through the eyes of these two girls who don't know about that stuff. Right. And that's where so much of the comedy comes from. And that's Betsy why. Betsy knows what Deep Throat is. She tells yes. Arlene. Oh, that is and then they so go and scream on the balcony. I didn't realize how much you, I've seen this movie a lot and I never caught yeah. so much of her. I haven't watched it with like a good sound system before. And I, and you could hear how much she actually tells her. <laughs> she says <laughs> oh, like, yeah. she's like, it's when you take your penis and you put it in your mouth. And then, I, and then you should have watched it. <laughs> I remember when my dick was innocent. I mean, <laughs> Ages. All right. How much do you think? But I love that. And like, like there's so many comedies that are like very like dude heavy and like standard, like a dick joke from a dude heavy comedy. It doesn't like land the same way. Oh, I forgot to talk about my favorite scene. This movie has absolutely one of my favorite scenes in the history of movies ever. And it's when the, when Betsy's brother is freaking out about the draft and he's trying to make new drugs <laughs> That's he's right. like, aren't working. And he's like i've been saying gotta maintain for 22 years now because of this oh movie. me too he's like gotta maintain gotta maintain and that's went- like what's wrong <laughs> he's like old drugs don't work need new drugs <laughs> and he's, drugs like, don't work, he's got man. like a bunch of random chemicals yeah. and like a pestle and mortar and he's like hammering away at stuff and, and they, they wrap that up at the end it's incredible they wrap it up at the end in the post credits when they're like and he invented quaaludes he invented quaaludes, quaaludes. I love it. But there's it, like, a nice Nixon, Dan Hadai does a nice callback to that when they're like, How's your brother holding up? And they're, they're like, He's maintaining. He's maintaining. He's like, I know. Good, 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 good for him. Good, good, good for him. Good for him. <laughs> this movie's hilarious. So D- Dan Hadaya was. I'm I mean, with like, you, Mike. I'm with well, you. I to think this to me, amazing. it's like um, similar to like a movie like The Big Lebowski, which the first yeah. time I saw The Big Lebowski. Or in Karen Vice. Yeah, where it just goes completely over your head because you get invested in it in a sort of like regular movie way where you're like, yes. I'm invested in the characters. I'm like cheering for this, rooting against this person. But really what this movie is meant to be is just like lived in. Like, like The Big Lebowski is, is a similar movie. You just live in it and mm-hmm. you watch the characters like live in the world. And that's where all... Or the a Paul Thomas Anderson movie with like not quite the skill level. Like not the cinematic like gift that he has, but that same kind of like, you're just kind of flowing through this crazy story. And the more you watch it, the more the comedy comes out, no matter what you're seeing on the screen. It's like, uh, it's pretty cool how that works. Well, in an interesting way, like the whole idea of our podcast of like looking at movies at a different time in our life to now Mm -hmm. is like, I've realized over time that I enjoy movies that don't do the typical character arc they don't tell you who to who to root for Mm -hmm. they sort of like step back and let life unfold and then you sort of like just watch it and let it wash over you in in a way so it's like it's really weird this is a dumb (laughs) no i mean like over time i realized that because like when you're young and watching movies it's like movies for kids are like this is the hero this is the villain but like you know, as you get older, you realize like life isn't like that. Like everybody has their own motivations. Everybody has their own reasons for doing things like bad guys aren't bad guys. Good guys aren't good guys. Like everybody has their own thing going on and movies that are able to bring that out, I think are awesome. But I mean, like in a lot of ways, this movie is like, these girls are the heroes, but it is like a movie that unfolds to you that way over time. I think. 
I, I don't. Well, it, it feels weird to say that about like well, a, a, in, in a situation something. where. Go ahead. Okay. So, solo, start your thought over. No. We okay. So we lost him. So what you'll come back. Gonna in say? So I want to say, so, okay. So Mike, uh, we <laughs> talked about, Dave brought it up in the beginning that uh, this is our summer series, even though it's August and we're taking, we took it forever to get to it. Um, where we bring up, we each, without the, without the, vote of other people we all get to choose a movie that we want to do that we want to put up for everyone's opinion so last summer we did um i keep forgetting we did beyond the valley of the dolls we did time bandits we did days of heaven and we did dawn of the dead the Zack snyder version uh all to generally good receptions most not all unanimous but overall i think they all were generally well received and beyond the valley of dolls is the best movie i've ever seen so um, this year, so now we lead off. Oh, Mike has done his dick. So I'm not ready. I'm agonizing over this. I'm not trying really? to be dramatic. I'm just having a I'm, time I'm ready and enthusiastic if nobody next. else is ready. Oh, well, Dave, that's right. I think Dave did say his. What was Dave yours next? Solo, what's yours? Well, I mean, do you want me to reveal it until it's my time? Or if you're ready to go, you go. You yeah, because I think all six people who listen to this are just cliffhanger right we now. We gotta do them fast. I want to. So, well, Dave, what's yours? I forget. You said it was uh, a good one. Devil's Backbone. Devil's Backbone. Gamera Del Toro. Okay. Oh, that'd be great. I haven't seen that since it really. We watched it a lot and back then, in the day. We so did. let's say yours too, and we can maybe we'll, right. we'll get them. Maybe I'm, we can I'm get them now quicker than usual. Sure, I'm gonna do the '90s action classic Desperado. Oh, yes. wow. oh that's a great one. I'm like. <laughs> Doesn't suck now. All right. I'm already good. You say that, but I love that movie. The There's no way that movie that? sucks. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. a lot, and I have a great story about how I got a copy of it, and I'll save it. I love All that right. movie, too. In Walks it the made, biggest Mexican you've ever seen. Biggest shit. <laughs> it made me uh, love. How much do you think, by the way, how much, so this movie, Dick, was made for $13 million. How much do you think Dick made? <laughs> I don't think very much. Double digits. I mean, $35. Dollars. Speaking to the dick, guys. It <laughs> made, made $12 million. I'll go high. $50 million. $6.3 million. Oh, it was a wow. loser? It's a cold classic. I'm actually sad to yeah. hear that, frankly. I'm like, oh, man. It's like what I was saying. Like, this movie is really not for everyone, but like, who Weird, it's for, they, it is for. That Barry White song, though, the Barry White yeah. song that's just the instrumental with the, it's called like the theme of love or something. But yeah. Into, to like period political historic comedy, then this movie is full of Canadians. Full of Canadians. Through the eyes of two teenage girls. <laughs> you should watch this and then watch a porno called All American Girls. Boom. Drop mic. Don't do that. 
you can do that. Exactly. Okay, so exactly. we're gonna we're doing we're doing Devil's Backbone next. Guillermo del Toro's or, or, orphanage ghost story or something. I can't remember. It's yeah, a long time. in his career. Yeah, it takes early. place um, during the Spanish which does, War. Once again, eliminate Pacific Rim as my choice because I don't want to do double Guillermo. But uh, double Pacific Guillermo. Rim is coming. It's it's coming on one of these. Um, oh, we also have a Robert Rodriguez. We have a very, you know, Mexican. We haven't done movie. any Rodriguez, so it's good yeah, that Rodriguez. we're doing Desperado because it's fucking rules. <laughs> I know, and now you can't. Yeah, you can't. You pick. haven't. You haven't. But picked think one about yet. your movie. I haven't thought of mine yet. I'm gonna, I got now. I got two movies to think about it. Uh, and agonize over it, which is probably not my best choice. But I think you'll come up with something. I'll yeah, come up with you something. Got this. I have, I have quite a few things. I often shift I around. I his best. <laughs> I've never seen it. I can't. I can't speak <laughs> on that movie. I've never seen it. I don't know what happens. I didn't like American Tale when I was younger. <laughs> I liked it way more as an adult, as we covered. Yeah, I did too. So did my kid. Yeah, yeah really. Transformers, the not not any of the actual movies, the cartoon one from the eighties. Oh, oh, the one where that should uh, be on our list. Actually, Optimus Prime that dies. A good one. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and oh, it has. Yeah, but you got to touch. Yeah, I really, I really debated about doing a movie that I think we should do as a group after this is over. Hi, this is Jay Bone from the Up In Your Ears podcast network and the show called Does It Suck Now? I just wanted to say we have some exciting news about the podcast network coming up in the future, near future. um, You might hear a new tag or two, and eventually we are going to merge with a sister network and uh, have some more shows and really hope we can up the content output for you all. So stay tuned for more details on that, and thanks for listening.
Podcast Network.